the digital transformation journeys that these companies were having in a plan to do among the next five years all happened in one year. Having Pega crashing complexity is helping the clients accelerate their digital transformation journeys. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. In this podcast, Vince Menzion, a proven industry sales and partner executive, brings together technology leaders in this forum to discuss transformational trends and to deconstruct successful strategies to thrive and survive in the rapid age of cloud transformation. And now your host, Vince Menzion. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering, where technology leaders come to optimize results through successful partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host, and my mission is to help leaders like you achieve your greatest business results by unlocking the leadership principles, best practices, and learnings of the best in the business to help you get partnerships right, optimize for success, and deliver results during this time of intense transformation. My guest for this episode of the podcast is Carola Casanave, Channel Chief at Pegasystems. Pegasystems has been taking the industry by storm with its low-code, no-code approach to technology transformation. And I invited Carola to the podcast to share the mission of Pega, how they're helping organizations transform, and the incredible opportunity for partners to get on board. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed getting to know Carola and Pegasystems. Carola. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Vince, for having me. We begin our discussion first with Pega's history and value proposition. Our founder and CEO is Alan Treffler. He founded the company 38 years ago. His idea is that everybody could be able to use technology to make work easier and simpler. So not just IT or developers, but business people too. So he's obsessed with the product and offering to be very simple, easy, so that clients can really focus on what they know more and not have to be focused on IT. We always said that our software crashes complexity, and that's why the the world's biggest companies chooses us. I love the term crushing complexity, and it speaks volumes on how Pega has become a key accelerant to the transformation we've all seen since COVID the digital transformation journeys that these companies were having in a plan to do among the next five years all happened in one year. Having Pega crashing complexity is helping the clients accelerate their digital transformation journeys. I asked Carola to put it in practical terms for us. So to put it in practical terms, what does Pega do? If you have ever used a credit card, open a bank account or engage with any cell company, you have interacted with Pega. Pega is in the top accounts in 10 out of the 10 healthcare payers, seven out of the 10 insurance companies, 18 out of the 25 global banks, nine out of 10 the telco companies. We just became a $1 billion company. Uh, We have 6,000 employees and offices in North America, Europe, Latin America, and Asia Pacific. I asked Carola to tell us more about her role as channel chief. I have come to Pega as the chief of the channel. The chief of the channel is simple, right? I'm in charge of building an ecosystem strategy within Pega and ensuring that we provide partners, clients, and Pega with a win-win-win model so that we expand the business faster. 
we want to really get to a company of a $5 billion. And in order to do that, we know that the only way is to use the multiplier effect. I'm very excited with the partners that have so quickly opened their companies to really work together. It has been amazing. And I have never seen such a fast turnaround uh, with partners willing to work with us. I was curious, as I'm sure you are, as to why customers chose Pega. They chose us because we built the Pega Infinity portfolio software with low-code cloud-native platform. We have an scalable architecture, helps transcend channels and internal data silos for quick wins. If you have different channels that the clients get into, you can consolidate all that into one. We have a rapid innovation. So although you can have huge projects, you can do micro journeys using Pega Express design thinking methodology. And that way you can have rapid innovation and not, not waiting for years to have one project online. We have our partner community that are the top consulting companies are working with us, as well as the top partners that are in digital transformation. So definitely that is why they choose us. We are working on three client engagement situations, one-to-one personal customer experience, customer service, or intelligent automation. So usually it's one or two or the three of them that clients are looking for and engaging us with. For our listeners, I asked Carola to peel back on the growth opportunities she's seeing and how does she see the business evolving and what are the opportunities for continued growth? The opportunity is huge in my view and and I have seen some data from IDC. IDC was saying that they are expecting clients to do in one year what they were supposedly going to do in seven years. That means that they need to have very clear objectives on these transformation journeys. The opportunity is now because of COVID, unfortunately COVID happened, but that accelerated all these and this is here to stay. So clients today are focused not only on how to get out of the pandemic situation, but how now with this change in the market, they will consolidate a long-term view. Today, they cannot wait. So they need their consulting companies, the system integrators, to very quickly put together a plan and rely on them to ensure that they will bring the best vendors, the best partners to partner and build it all together for them. If not, it's impossible to accelerate seven years into one. Yeah, you know, you brought up a really good point around this time like no other that we've been living through over a year now. And the acceleration, I didn't hear about the IDC study. I think that's a really good data point. So seven years of transformation in one year it almost feels even faster than that, right? It sounds like a great opportunity for partners to engage. How are you thinking about partners in the channel and what are your plans? Pega itself accelerated in the first two months of the pandemic. Pega created 18 industry crisis response solutions with partners. Uh, we built the marketplace right there and we put all those solutions in the, in the marketplace so that clients could quickly look at them and, and select if, if any of them were the ones that they were needing. So I am seeing that advancing fast and furious. The other thing that I'm seeing is that clients really need to understand their, they want to have a point of view from the clients from a vertical perspective, from an engagement perspective, and they want experts. And we have partners that are these consulting and system integrator partners that are cross 
but we have also very specialized partners that want to ensure that that they set their capabilities and they develop themselves to be able to provide those solutions. So I'm seeing a lot of integration of these consulting and system integrators with these smaller firms that are deeply specialized. Pega was used to work a lot with delivery partners, meaning working with partners with the objective of delivery only, because they were used to directly making the sales from a point of view of Pega selling to the clients. But now with what is happening in the market, that our partners are really willing to work with us. And the, this transformation journey that we are in, in Pega, where we want to be a partner-centric company, this has opened all the opportunities to really work together, not only from an implementation or delivery perspective that, of course, we want to continue because delivery excellence is a primary objective of Pega, but also to engage with other areas of the organizations, of the partners' organizations, with sales, with product, with marketing, so that we can reach together to the clients in a more orchestrated way that will make all of us grow. So you came from the channel. You've quite a bit of experience in partner and channel chief type roles. What do you believe makes, what characteristics do you look for in a great partner for Pega? It is about having clarity on where is the opportunity together, having a trusted relationship, walking the talk, being predictable, ensuring that there is a win-win, and then being accountable. So having clarity and empowerment with the right KPIs that will make our mutual teams accountable. We are very good at delivering implementation. Let's set very clear rules of engagement, how we are going to work together from an implementation perspective. 90% of the implementations today are with partners in PEGA, but more clarity was needed. On the other hand, was establishing a way where we, can, we are very clear now and we establish processes within PEGA on how to work with partners at a sales level, an engagement level, and beginning to do what every company does when, does when they want to work with partners, that is engaging on, first of all, understanding the win-win, what is the, a plan that the partner wants to achieve, what is the plan that PEGA wants to achieve, establishing a win-win there, and then establishing very clear account plannings, understanding of the mutual possibilities uh, that they can bring to a client, and then beginning from a sales perspective to engage together. So now we are engaged from a delivery perspective, we are engaged from a sales perspective, and we are beginning to engage from a product perspective, meaning that the partners are part of what we are building with the solutions that they are bringing to market that can help our mutual success. So opportunity to drive reach, to influence customers, and then also to bring unique IP to your clients as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are you doing now to get those partners on board? Or tell me a little bit more about the strategy there. The first thing that we did is to focus on the partners that we have today. So the idea is to ensure that these partners that were focused on delivery, because that was Pegas focus, begin to learn who Pega is, who is Pega, what Pega does. What we are doing then is uh, we began engaging their teams. So engaging their sales communities, engaging their marketing communities, engaging their product communities. So that way we are engaging at the partner level. So the big, the big consulting firms, the big system integrators. Additionally, we are beginning to work on what we call a verticalized and solution approach so that 
we can integrate smaller partners that are, but that they are experts on Pegabit, that they can deliver a huge value. So the idea is that we can have a cross view from the system integrators, but also a very deep certification skills and understanding on how to help clients on each of the engagements or verticals. I love the fact that Pega is investing in verticalization as I think it's the right approach, especially for an organization its size, to take the next step by going deeper into market and getting more intimate with customers, as well as the solutions and partners that specialize in those verticals. I also asked Corolla how sales was organized. Our sales organizations have already been verticalized. In the US, it was already like that. We now verticalize EMEA and Asia Pacific. And what we have designed is some of the verticals, what we are calling them as partner powered, because we consider that partners are even better than PEGA in those specific verticals. So for example, manufacturing or life sciences or consumer services, those verticals are what we call partner-powered, and we are working with partners on ensuring that we have the right solutions with them, and they have the, the priority to go to market, and we are following them. In the rest, uh, usually we have very expert account executives that work together, in like an account-based marketing type of, of view, where we work together and we sell to the clients together because many of our consulting companies and system integrators are very experts on these big accounts as well. I asked Corolla, why should partners choose Pegasystems? What would you say to me? I would tell you that Pega is a $1 billion company that wants to get into $5 billion by multiplying forces with partners. Clients are desperate to, for help to accelerate their digital transformations. Pega has the best technology, supported not only by analysts, but, but by our three top clients. And at the same time, Pega is investing heavily in bringing the best talent in the market and has decided to be a partner-centric company, meaning partners are central to our strategy. And this comes with investments and most importantly, with a mentality shift from every Pega employee. So I think that this is the good opportunity to come and work with Pega and offer Pega among competition. So what characteristics do you believe make a successful partnership? I think the first characteristic is to make it a win-win. Client first, but with a partner-centric approach. Having very clear what we want to accomplish together and what is your win, what is my win, and I will add, what is the client's win? Yes. It's fundamental. The second thing is, once you know what you want to do, is determine a plan to do it and walk the talk. Be predictable. If you say that you're going to do something in a certain time frame, you have to do it. And the third thing that is very important is having a set of KPIs and be accountable for the outcomes and ensure that you are outcome-based. It's not about doing activities. It's about ensuring that you hit the outcome you want to achieve by doing activities. And that means that you are all the time thinking, how can the partner work with me? How can we make it a win-win? That, if you don't have that mentality, partnerships don't work. What Corolla had to say really resonated with me with regards to maniacal focus, which is something I teach clients, and measurable results. Less is more. Yes. So many times it's about doing a focused approach, very focused, very narrow, very clear, instead of trying to do a hundred things. 
Do one well done and look for the one that will bring you the bigger outcome and focus there. And that is so difficult to do, right? Because humans, we want to do everything. We get tempted. We have to, and it's back to focus, back to focus. Once somebody asked me, what is the secret of your success? But this was like 20 years ago when I was beginning in, in my career. And I said, I focus. I agree. But what, what's the one thing we can go do together, right? As opposed to the 20 things on the list or the 20 capabilities I have that I offer you. You know, we've all had experiences, Carola, working with organizations that didn't get it right. What has been your experience there? What would you tell them now if you could? The way to get it right is to be trusted, is to be transparent, and is to commit to the plan and be accountable. And I think that the first one is being transparent and trust is the one that usually is so difficult because people think they have to have, you know, the poker game and and hit your cards. And I feel that the more transparent you are in a partnership, the faster you go and the faster you win. And uh, and that's why walking the talk for me is so important because that brings that trust and that opens to that transparency. And then the other thing that, that we were talking about before, right? being partner-centric, thinking partners from the beginning. Corolla, what do you do in terms of framework? Like, what are the systems and incentives that you put in place to ensure a partner-led mentality at PEGA? The first thing when I came to PEGA, one of the partners were telling me is, well, the only thing is that we are competing with PEGA Consulting. And then I look at the numbers and 90% was going through partners. And the cases that were PEGA Consulting only were very specific one-to-one cases. So how can we solve this? So we very quickly got together with the PEGA consulting team. We put together rules of engagement so that it was clear how to work with partners from a PEGA consulting standpoint. Uh, now now my, my boss, Hayden, brought uh, somebody to manage all PEGA consulting and, and customer success from Salesforce that is a super partner-friendly person to ensure that we continue on that journey, right? And continue to ensure that partners work with Pega Consulting together to satisfy the client and not competing at all. And then changing the, as you said, changing the the ways that 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 you compensate people, right? If you compensate people in a way that they will likely try to go direct because the partner is bothering them, that will be contradictory to your strategy. So the compensation is critical and we also put that together. So everybody today is compensated to work with partners. So for our listeners who want to engage with you and your team, how do they do so? The first thing, I, I have a team, a global team that that uh, works with certain, with the top partners. Then I have uh, the geos teams that they also focus, right? So they work with certain partners as well. But if we have a new partner, for example, coming and that they want to work with Pega, we, what we ask is that they get be able to apply with a very with a very nice uh, business case, so that we can see the win-win, and with that begin operating with them again with clarity, with a business plan together, and then engaging the right accounts. So, if you've been following along with Ultimate Guide to Partnering, you might know that I'm fascinated with how people got to this spot in their life. So I asked Carola about her personal and professional career journey. I was born in Argentina. 40 years of my of my career working in Latin America, Argentina, living in Argentina, Brazil, uh, but managing Latin America in many positions. I love technology, but the thing that I most love is knowing different cultures, 
traveling, understanding deeply why people do things differently and comparing cultures I, that I love. And fortunately, um, the companies I worked for before gave me that opportunity, right, to travel, to know cultures. And that taught me a lot of how to look for the right skills depending on the culture approach. So I always love to build multicultural teams and that helped me get to the next level. I did everything before getting into ecosystem. I was in operations, product marketing, marketing. I was in digital transformation, by the way. I was in the web when the web was beginning. So I did everything. But when I met the ecosystem, meaning that I had a position in the ecosystem, this was 2007, I got in love because the second passion that I have after traveling is working with entrepreneurs and helping them build these big companies. And uh, that was something that I loved. And I was being like a business angel when I was in Latin America, trying to help companies from Argentina get into the world and helping these companies develop. And there's where I loved, began loving working with partners. And at the same time, began loving the entrepreneurial spirit. So coming to Pega was like another step on that journey because Pega, although it's a $1 billion company, is much smaller than my previous companies, but also it is big enough to take it to the next level. So I, yeah. I felt that it was a, a, good, a, a good approach to my story and, and to my journey, my personal journey. What about advice? Was there one best piece of advice you received on your journey, whether it was here at Pega or at IBM? I received so many good advices, but there was one and that I recommend is many times when we are working, we think, oh, I have to work a lot and I have to give everything here because so that they recognize me. And that is true that people get recognized when they do a good job. But the most important thing I think is that you, you have to uh, never regret leaving something behind. So, you know, I have kids, I have three kids. I am, I am married, then divorced, then married again two kids from one side, one kid of mine. And I have to say that I did dedicate the time, even though I work like crazy and travel like crazy, dedicated the time to be with them. And I have never lost, for example, one of the, the kids matches or he was running and he was a runner and he wanted me to see him every time. And I managed it. I don't know how I did it, but I managed to do it. And I think it's so important because when you look back after I'm 27 years in the business, you look back and you don't have to regret that you haven't been there or you haven't done something that you wanted to do. If you regret it, then you lose and the yeah. company loses because you lose and you get, I mean, you're not so productive as you used to be. So I always recommend that. And that was a piece of advice I got when I was beginning in my career. I didn't hear in that moment. But then when I began having kids and everything, I really remember that being top of mind and important to me. Yeah, so make family a priority or some people refer to it as work-life balance. I don't think there's ever such a thing as balance. I think it's integration. Integration, that's better. I like More that work-life work integration. Exist anymore, I feel. So you have a personal billboard and uh, I don't know, it's gonna be posted somewhere. It could be posted here in Connecticut or maybe in Argentina, but this is actually a metaphor for a message you'd like to send out to the world. Carola, what would you share on it? Difficult question. So I think that the, what I, it has been my motto during the last years is perfect is enemy of progress, meaning many times, and this happened to me many times when leading people, 
that people didn't want to bring me the, 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 the presentation or the project or whatever because it was not perfect. And what it ended up happening was that they were losing the opportunity because the opportunity is in a moment, right? A certain moment. So perfect is enemy of progress and don't be shy to share a project, share an idea, and then say, well, this is a draft or this is a, a you know, this is a, it's a MLP. It's like the minimum lovable product. It's the, the step number one. And then you continue. But don't let uh, your ideas or your projects go by just because you didn't meet the time waiting for it to be perfect. I so agree, Carola. I know so many folks who are always trying to get it perfect that they never get it out. I so agree with your advice here. And so for my last question, I asked Carola, probably my favorite question of all. And so now you're hosting a dinner party. That's a question I love to ask. I have a lot of fun with this one. But, you know, we're uh, coming out of this time. We were talking about the vaccines a little bit earlier here. So we're, we're fully vaccinated. Maybe we're wearing masks or we're social distancing. And you're, ho you're getting ready to schedule and host this amazing dinner party. Who would you invite? What three guests would you invite to this dinner party? From the you know that I was listening to your podcast and I said, I hope he doesn't ask me this question because it's so difficult. But then I, I began discussing the question in my house. At that point, you got into my family bins. And, and I was thinking, and I think it would be Mandela, Hitler, and Mother Teresa. Wow, what a group. <laughs> Mande Nelson Mandela, Adolf Hitler, and Mother Teresa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know what? You're the second person that said Adolf Hitler. In fact, uh, Miri Rodriguez, who lives here in Miami, uh, said Adolf, and that threw me for a while. So tell I me more about know. that. So tell that. me. I didn't hear that one. So tell uh, me more about it. Like, why those three? Yeah, they are very different, each of them. What I would love to hear from them is how did they get to the point of giving their lives or giving everything in everything they had their time, even ab sometimes abandoning their, their families if they had one, uh, in the case of Mandela when he went to prison, and everything because they were convinced about something. I am usually a very convincing person and convinced about things, but I really respect people, even though, I, of course, I, I didn't like what Hitler did, but I respect people that are convinced about something and go with to the end without even hesitating. And in the case of Mandela and Mother Teresa, I think they did phenomenal things. But all the same, the three of them went to the end with their convictions. And it's very intriguing to me. How, how do they got that till the end of their lives, right? Every day. And I think it'd be such a fascinating conversation. I would love to be a fly yeah, on the wall. Yeah, I would love to have it. Maybe I'll come by for a glass of beautiful Argentinian wine with you. Malbec. After. We can have a Malbec. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it, it has to be with a Malbec. And maybe with Absolutely. Malbec. Yes. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Well, Carola, you have been an amazing guest. I so enjoyed spending time getting to know you a little bit better. I am excited for what you're doing with Pega. Thank you so much, Thank Carola. You. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Vince. It was great to be here. As with each of my episodes, I appreciate your support. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, like, comment, tell your friends about Ultimate Guide to Partnering and where they can find us. And I'd love your feedback. Please like the podcast and provide comments or reach out to me at Vince Menzion on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
You can also like and follow Ultimate Guide to Partnering on our Facebook page or drop me a line at vincem at ultimate-partnerships.com. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Ultimate Partnerships. Ultimate Partnerships helps you get the most results from your partnerships. Get partnerships right, optimize for success, deliver results. For more information, go to ultimate-partnerships.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.